Welcome to Pastors of the Roundtable. We're glad you've decided to join us uh, this week for your weekly um, session of enlightenment and information uh, for your edification here as you've joined us around the table here, here in the uh, room right between <clears throat> right between the offices, um, the hidden the hidden former food pantry uh, closet room. Not hidden anymore. You just Not told hidden. everybody where it is. Sorry, guess I kind of announced that to everybody. Um, but it's good to be here. Um, this is the Discipleship Podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. It's brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MNBC in Monroe, Michigan. Together we encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Around the table, i got Pastor Scott, Pastor Tim, Pastor Dave, and my name is Spencer Snow. So um, today for the podcast, I've decided to extend the denominations one week because I wanted us to take the survey of questions that I handed out to all these other people whenever I was teaching the class and um, to ask it for ourselves. And I guess we can answer it in two different or a few different ways. Um, because obviously we are a Baptist church, so we're within the Baptist tradition. But then also, if you wanted to, I suppose we could speak not only um, about these questions, so uh, about the questions that I've got here, but also thinking as well as about our specific local church, um, our denomination, but also the broader Baptist tradition. So however you want to nuance that yourself, um, I think it would just be helpful as we've walked through these different denominations these different Christian traditions. Um, we've examined them. We've kind of talked about where um, these different Christian traditions uh, fit um, in relationship to each other and also in relationship to our own tradition, the Baptist tradition. So um, it might be helpful now for us to put ourselves under the gun and um, answer these questions ourselves. So are you guys good with that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, does that mess us up? If I say no. Well, you don't have a, you don't have an option. Oh well, then why'd you ask? No. move forward, Supreme Ruler. Rhetorical, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have the questions in front of you um, <clears throat> about what we're going to go through. So I don't know how we want to do this. We can just throw a question out and then. Yeah, I mean, we already did the Baptist tradition, right? Right. As a as a podcast. So the first question is, what is the Baptist tradition? What makes it? But I want to hear it better? from you. We, you did in the podcast when we talked about it. Well, I want to hear it from you again. <laughs> and we'll, okay, where do we fit within the Baptist tradition here at MNBC? In the what, southern what part, are we? Um, <laughs> and what what is it from your angle though that makes a church Baptist? And and how do we define that as a local congregation here as well? So the first question is: What is the Baptist tradition, and what makes yeah. a church Baptist? If I was just to come up to you and ask you that question, what sure. would you say? I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm i not the best at the history of Baptists and all that, which you guys are a little better than me at. I found fascinating to talk about last time. But, you know, if I had friends, which I did, would ask me, what does it mean to be Baptist? They were normally coming from a Catholic uh, view of things. So my answer to them would have been different than if it was like a Methodist person or something, probably. But... Um, we're, we're Protestant. We're going to believe in Christ and his sacrament. Could you define Protestant? <laughs> Not Catholic. Is okay. that what you want? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it. Yeah. So, I guess, because there's Eastern Orthodox people that are not Catholic. 
yeah. but are not Protestant. So what is a like? I mean, I I I'm just have, trying to. I'm just probably, pre- you know, I'm pressing you. But. Yeah, I know. I probably wouldn't have went through all that if somebody okay. asked me this okay. question. Okay. Um, the Baptist. I mean, one of the big differences is baptism would be a big difference, and so. Like with my friends, they would have said, well, I was baptized as a baby. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. And I would have talked about how, well, us at baptism isn't something that saves you. It's We believe that we're saved by Christ and what he did on the cross, that he forgives us of of our sins, that we receive his righteousness uh, by grace through faith. And so baptism is what we believe is the commandment that God has given to believers to follow in a, in a believer's baptism someone who has by faith accepted this grace and so when we're baptized we're what what it is is god is god is basically telling his story that we're a part of now and we're seeing that you know i'm i'm dead i'm dead to my old self that's going under the water up i'm alive in christ he's given me a new life that 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 rebirth that he talks about mm-hmm. with Nicodemus in John three, it's kind of a, a picture of that, that this is, this is what has happened in my life. God has done this for me and I'm not ashamed of that. I, I want to live for him and I'm following him in baptism because that's what he commands us mm-hmm. to do. I mean, and really in scripture, baptism and salvation are always like really coupled together pretty, mm-hmm. pretty tightly. And so uh, we see it as an important thing. It's this is something you need to mm-hmm. need to do. We don't believe it saves you or anything, but it's, mm-hmm. It's nonetheless very important. Definitely. Yeah, so I mean it when I if I were to talk to somebody like <clears throat> I mean, I guess like there's been examples here where people who have been wanting to join our church or and just asking the question like what what is a Southern Baptist church and what makes Baptists different from other denominations. So like the way I answer that question really depends a lot on who I'm talking to and what their background is, like if they're Catholic, mm-hmm. right? That makes a big difference. But what I emphasize when somebody asks me that question is that um, the things that set Baptists apart usually from other churches is our understanding of baptism, that uh, baptism happens after you become a Christian, um, and also our understanding of church government and polity, that we as an individual church do not answer to a larger group of churches. We don't have bishops officially. We are uh, a local autonomous church. We make our own decisions about who we make our pastor and about how we order our church. Um, it does not mean that we throw out tradition. We we use tradition to make our decisions as well. Um we have confessions of faith that we look to historically, and that, that kind of comes through in some of these other questions, I think, mm-hmm. for me. But, like, those are really the two main things that I think set us apart from, like, a Methodist church, mm-hmm. a Presbyterian church, a Catholic church, mm-hmm. that there's not a group out there that kind of determines what we do here. And we've talked about this on the other podcast episode, that those things don't really make a Baptist church unique because there are other traditions that—, that believe those things as well but if you boil it down that's what you find and i was actually recently listening to a podcast um talking about this about baptist churches and a lot of what we believe about baptism is actually what we believe about the membership of the Mm -hmm. church Mm -hmm. and who who is it that makes up the local church like we have the universal church we also have the local church but the re- one of the reasons we believe what we do about baptism is because we believe that the only members 
at least should be, of a local church are those who have been saved. Mm-hmm. You can't not be a Christian and be a member of a local church. Right. Um, and so we believe in what you would call regenerate church membership, yeah. whereas not every Christian denomination sure. thinks that way. Sure. Yeah. And that sets us apart mm-hmm. from them. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think for me, you know, coming from a Catholic background, although it was very nominal, um, you know, after I got saved, I didn't really think about baptism. And then I was involved with a Christian camp, Christian ministry camp. And uh, the, the pastor that was leading the camp was like, you know, you really should be baptized. And he actually walked me through Romans 6, you know, looking at the book of Acts. And I, I started to see that salvation, I, you know, repentance, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, repenting, and then baptism is closely behind or follows that in that order. And he, I'm, I'll never forget this. It's what, I, it's what I've used, you know, when I baptize people, it's like he said baptism is an outward expression of an inward reality and so i was 20 20 i think i was 20 when i got so i was i was i'd been saved for about three years and so i decided like i understood it and i kind of understood that baptism the word baptismo in, in greek means to be immersed and i started looking at scripture and seeing examples of like you know christ himself being baptized by john and then you know lydia by paul and so forth and, and kind of understanding that the catholic tradition is really is off you know, because of course they believe that baptism is the infusion of grace, that the child that's baptized all of a sudden, at that moment is infused with grace, but then they can lose that grace as they grow up because, you know, of, of sin and so forth, and they have to go to penance and go to the priest for confession. And so I didn't believe that, obviously, but um, I didn't think, I didn't see the priority of baptism until I started understanding. Oh, I didn't see the priority of baptism until, until I started understanding what Scripture taught. And so I think for me, when I when people ask me, you know, what does it mean to be Baptist? Why, Baptist, why is it important? I, I, I talk about my story mm-hmm. and I say, well, this is what the Scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. And the word baptismo means to be immersed, not sprinkled. Right. And so in, in some ways, what we're saying here is, so for instance, believer's baptism mm-hmm. by immersion is not something unique only to Baptists, but perhaps all of these ingredients together somewhat are make up the unique. So like taking that congregational aspect and also then, because there are people that believe in baptism by immersion, but they believe it does something as far as has some regenerating factor or infuses mm-hmm. the spirit in you. Mm-hmm. We disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe pulling all of these ingredients together in one place um, is also part and parcel of what makes a Baptist church a Baptist church mm-hmm. um, uh, distinguish uh, from other other Christian denominations and uh, local, local congregations. So one of the things, too, is I think... Uh, you, Scott, were converted in a Baptist congregation, grew up around Baptist churches, correct? Yeah, grew, grew up, up as a loose term. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. And I grew up in a, in a Baptist context. Tim did. You grew up in a Catholic background, right? Yes. So, like, what would you say if someone was to say to you, I mean, obviously we've kind of answered it, but why are you a Baptist? Why do you go to a Baptist church and whenever you could go to another congregation of another denomination or tradition, why do you go to a distinctively Baptist church? Is there a reason for that, or is that, um, I guess I'm just asking why. I mean, I think for me, um, you know, I didn't, I went to a non-denominational 
church, McLean Bible Church, after I got saved, which is very Baptistic in the yeah. sense of how they do things, coming from a Protestant, you know, uh, background, obviously. But then I start, I got, you know, when I was in Chicago, I was ordained with the Baptists and so forth. And I, that's when I, that's what I started learning about Southern Baptist life. Mm. That was 2005. So, you know, for what, up, up until that time, I had no idea. But I tell people that, you know, I think that, although I think people have gone to extreme, I've heard people, especially Southern Baptists say, I'm, you know, I'm Southern Baptist from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, you know, <laughs> and I, obviously that's a little bit of a extreme, but Scott's got that poster in his office. <laughs> oh, you guys give me heat so much. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just talking with Scott the other day and he said the first SBC convention was in Acts 15. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. you know what, just, man? <laughs> Southern Baptist always goes strong all the way back to John the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We love Scott. But I mean, I, I do, I would say that, you know, um, I see the Baptist form, if you will, uh, in far, as far as denominational form as very, very uh, close to what scripture teaches as far as like, you know, the gospel, the centrality of the gospel, the centrality of, of preaching. That's, that's the reform mm. tradition reform meaning coming from the reformation, mm-hmm. Protestant re- tradition. And, um, and how the Baptist, I, the Baptistic form, if you will, is is vital, and I and that's why I tell people that are that are Catholic or Lutheran, even or whatever, that this is this is why because baptism is a big deal in Scripture. You know, I know people. Well, what about the thief on the cross? Well, yeah, obviously there's exceptions. You know, he was on his deathbed. You know, literally, and so, um, but so that that's how I answer that mm-hmm. question, coming from a non-Baptist background myself, and having now be fully. Immersed, <laughs> fully immersed in the Baptist <laughs> life. Any, anybody else want to answer that question? Or I mean, I mean, I think to be fair, my answer first has to be because that's where I became a Christian, mm-hmm. right? Sure. I, um, I became a Christian at a at a Baptist, specifically a Southern Baptist church, um, a a his, and specifically a a historic and very involved uh, church in Southern Baptist life. Um, you know, our pastor was a professor at the seminary. Mm-hmm. We were in very involved in our state. Con- I mean, our pastor went on to be the president of our state convention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of grew up and was nurtured early in my faith to know like, this is just part of what your church does. Your church is involved with other churches that are like-minded. And so I, I, it would be dishonest for me to say that probably isn't, that's probably the, the main reason, Right. I would be dishonest to say that's not the main. So, yeah, I think you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, beyond that, um, I would say specifically like the last five to seven years, I've I've been able to kind of like see other denominations and other traditions that I've learned like, wow, we there is definitely a brotherhood here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is There can be friendly cooperation to a certain level. And so I... I continue to have Baptist convictions because of what I've studied in the scriptures, kind of like Dave was talking about, learning about um, baptism, but also of church government, and kind of like the things that I had said, the, the real sticking points. Um, and specific, I would say specifically Southern Baptist, because I really appreciate the emphasis, and this might become a part of our discussion later, I really appreciate the emphasis that I see on right doctrine, Mm-hmm. from the, I would say, the branch of Southern Baptist that I kind of grew up in, but also a, a, a commitment to evangelism 
and reaching the world with the gospel. Um, I've not seen those two put together very well in other places in a way that makes sense to me. And that might be some of my upbringing and experience where I, where I was and what I saw, you know, but I just, I appreciate that, uh, where doctrine is emphasized, but also the mission of the church is emphasized as well. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to do something with our doctrine, right? Good. So that's my answer. That's good. That's really good. Now, I think we would all be remiss, um, especially, um, I'll speak for myself and I'm assuming Tim's probably got, I've only grown up in Baptist churches from day one. And so I would be amiss if I didn't say that that's probably a pretty big determining factor in, in my perspective. Yeah. I would say though, uh, to be fair to you and I, um, at one point in my life, I probably would have said I'm Baptist because they're right. <laughs> like that's what I would have. Amen. That would have yeah, seriously, that would have been my my where's main the, answer. The Preach it, brother. <laughs> but as I've as I've grown, right, you see that other people are right too mm. that aren't yeah. necessarily just Baptists, and mm. so um, yeah. there's other uh, denominations that I would cooperate with, uh, very friendly. Um, call them brothers and sisters. Be happy to join alongside of them, uh, and so I don't. I don't want people to think Spencer that you and I are just Baptists because that's what we were, yeah. and there's yeah. no yeah. no knowledge in it, right? No yeah. no thought process. Sure, sure. I mean, I I looked at Barna Group and they pay the most, so that's why I'm Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an no. honest answer. I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, that's not true. They yeah. No, I yeah, think I that's. A, say, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> yeah, if that's right. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's the way it is for me too. I'd say, I've always grown up this uh, within Baptist churches. Never been a member of a non-Baptist church. Um, and I, so, and I would one, say, I would say, so we make fun of Scott about the whole Southern yeah. Baptist thing. I know we do, but I think for me and for Spencer, our life has been in that. And it's so easy for us to nitpick the bad things and not always see maybe some good things. Um, just like people do, I imagine, with their family and other mm-hmm. things. I've always been in the Southern Baptist life. And so more often than not, I'm frustrated with what's happening in, happening in Southern Baptist life. And it almost comes across at times, if I'm being really honest, as embarrassing. I'm like mm-hmm. embarrassed yeah. about it. And it is good to hear from like you and from Dave who... You haven't been Southern Baptist your whole life, and it's uh, maybe even a little newer. And so you see the benefit uh, of what Southern Baptists bring or what they're mm-hmm. what they're doing, and that is a, a good thing to see and to be reminded of. Because I can become, you know, the older uncle who's just ridiculing everything in the family <laughs> all the time, yeah. which sometimes is fair. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, I'm I'm curious to hear your answer a little teased out because I mean. Of, of us, I don't know about the school you went to, Tim, but like you went to Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. which is not a Baptist seminary. Correct. Right? Correct. And so, of, uh, of us, I guess, just my mm-hmm. knowledge. Yeah. I would, like you, you went to an environment that was very academic and, but convictionally not Baptist. Yeah. And so, of anybody here, like I would say, like that knew and had to think through, like, am I a Baptist? Mm-hmm. Would be you. Yeah. You know, and so, like, were there specific things that you really had to think through and think about like in that environment? Cause I'm sure like pressure was on almost in some instances. Yeah. Yeah. The school I went to was obviously not, just was not a Baptist denomination. 
I have to give them credit. They were very uh, welcoming. I'll say welcoming and affirming. But they were they were welcoming and affirming in that in the sense in which um, they they always treated me with respect. And there were other Baptist students that went to the school, um, and and they had Baptist visiting professors there. But yeah, no, you're definitely right. You're faced with questions. For me, eventually, as I was faced with what um, my other fellow Christians believed, and many of which are better believers than I am in their personal, you know, devotional lives. Um, but yeah, I guess for me, eventually, you know, wrestling with those questions about why do I believe? Why do I continue to be a part of a Baptist church? And for me, then, it was really just my understanding of the reading of Scripture, I guess, is um, while I while there are things that I learned a lot that I wish sometimes I feel like uh, people in the Baptist tradition miss, I still left reading the Bible at, from a perspective where the New Testament church is made up of a local congregation of professing believers, um, and that there is... Um, there's a whole lot of stuff behind there, behind that, but definitely, I guess there's just really the way you're reading texts of scripture. I came while appreciating the what I gained from there. In a lot of ways, I still consider myself altered uh, by my time there. Mm-hmm. I still came away with defining Baptist convictions that that because of particularly for me with regard to the baptism question. For me, it's really rooted in the principle that we don't innovate in worship. I don't have the opportunity to add to or take away from what God commands. So if I just simply look at the New Testament, I can only find a command to baptize believers, not a command to positively baptize believers and their children. So that's where I, even though I have sympathies and I understand where they're coming from, for me, whenever I still read the scriptures, that's where I rest at still. That's where my conscience is, feels like I can, I can, I can do this despite all of my, you know, the things that sometimes frustrate me about the Baptist tradition, that's where I came up to still was the visible sainthood of believers in a local church and uh, believers baptism, um, I guess is, is where I ended up Mm -hmm. at the end. Um, And like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff underneath that um, tons of individual texts as well. What do you think this is the third question now. Um, what do you think is the most unique aspect of the Baptist tradition? If someone was to come up to you and say, what's the one thing that you think is kind of stands out from Baptist tradition? Maybe it's not the only, maybe other people do that, but the way Baptists do it is unique. What do you, what do you think? Maybe the autonomous thing. We really hold to that strong. That's a point of pride. It seems for, a lot of a lot of Baptists that you know, churches call their own their own pastors. No, no, there's no oversight of this is who your pastor needs to be. There's nobody forcing you to send money, you know, from your church somewhere else. Uh, the governance of the church is is free to it to itself uh, to do those things. Um, that's probably what I would hear you know, would hear the most, even, even doing Southern Baptist life and being a part of committees and stuff that comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. All it's brought up all the time. Yeah. Those churches are on there. They're autonomous. We can't force this. Can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe one of the things too, is there's, and this isn't unique to the Baptist tradition, but underneath that is um, at least an attempt. And I'm not saying other people don't try to do this either, but there's maybe a very intentional uh, desire to be 
closely tethered to the Bible in the new, and I'm not, other traditions would say we're trying to do that same thing too, Mm -hmm. but I think that's definitely um, underneath as far, especially like with our structuring of visible church life, um, the way the external church, local church is run, there was always at least um, an emphasis and an intent to um, make sure that we're following the, particularly the New Testament um, scriptures. I think there's, that's maybe, and that, that out of that flows our, uh, uh, an emphasis on baptism or local church government or uh, preaching being the primary, uh, I'll use the word means of grace, the primary thing. Um, uh, so what's I, hard though, with I don't that know. Question, other, what's yeah. hard with that question is I feel like sometimes Baptists were non-denom before non-denom was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, now I there's so. all these non-denom churches that they're autonomous. They don't answer to anybody. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem that – the reason I would respect the Baptist tradition more than the non-denom is at least what you should see on the church name or something mm. somewhere is, is Baptist, which gives you an idea right. of this is what they believe and this is what they stand for, which a lot of those non-denom churches, you don't have that. You have right. no idea what well, they stand and, for. And also, to be fair, the early Baptists I, – I don't want to push this too far, but you almost get the feeling like – and they put this in their confession – you cannot be a true Baptist without being – having the idea that you need to have a communion of churches. They put that in their, yeah. like, for instance, in their 1600s, the 1689 Confession, in their statement on what the church is, they include a section about churches need to hold communion with each other. Mm-hmm. So that's one difference where the local non-denom may have very informal ties, but that's not what they meant by that. They had an idea of a some form of communion confederation association together that was intentional mm-hmm. that was part of their churchmanship i guess part of what what it was to be baptist now there's there have maybe some baptist churches have moved away from that but there at least was this idea that we we recognize and want to work alongside of all the churches that we can of like faith and order um, so that would be one difference i would say between today's mm-hmm. between baptist churches and, and the non-denom mm-hmm. uh, churches as well. Any other thing you? Anything else about most unique? Okay. I like just as a, as a sidebar or as a, a side note. I like the fact that Southern Baptist has, you know, like we have the Baptist State uh, Faith and Message Message Handbook and like the Articles of Faith and I mean, I th- in some ways, it's like you think about like the the Puritan age. You know, you, the children of the Reformation. You have mm-hmm. the Congregational people. You have the the Baptists that came out of that. You have the um, mm. the Presbyterian Sc- Scottish. Um, but they all had confession, confessions, yes. of faith, confessional type of, and we're not confessional, as in the Westminster Confessional Heidelberg Confession. But we are, we do adhere to a, a, a not, I don't like the word rules, but a set of standards, if you will, that I think is good. That kind of governs. Okay, this is what, this is who we are as Southern Baptists. We believe A, B, C, D, and E. You know, and I think that's really, I, I enjoy. I when I came into SBC life and as a church planner in Chicago. I got really good training, both from like historical like understanding of where Southern Baptists come from and our you know Baptist tradition, and theological and kind of church polity, as you were saying, Scott, and that really helped me to kind of have a parameters of kind of this mm-hmm. is this is where I fit in and this is my church and it was really good. It was very helpful, and it comes from a good tradition coming from the yeah. a good stock of, of right. Puritan Reformed. Yeah. Folk. No, no, I think that's helpful what you brought up about confessions of faith and maybe just a, I think part of that also is just a general approach to 
the Christian tradition, most broadly speaking, because there were churches that came along later that looked similar to Baptist churches that were autonomous, that had baptism by immersion. But the difference was, is they were emphasizing no creed but the Bible. And there were actually Baptists at the time that were saying, no, while the Bible is the supreme norm, we do have confessions and creeds and statements of faith that are guiding us into what the what the faith is that the Bible teaches. And so we've never been, at least, I mean, there have been some Baptists, I'm sure, that'll say no creed but the Bible, but in the past, that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. We used, we had, we had an appreciation, and we weren't afraid to use uh, the church's teaching of the past to help us read the Bible in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and to understand, again, the Bible was always the supreme norm, but we still made use of, of those things. And I think that's very important to point out that mm-hmm. makes us distinct as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't afraid to use from the very beginning to use confessions of faith and to tell the world publicly, this is what we believe. This is who we are. We're being transparent about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very important. What are five things? This is the, the fourth question. <clears throat> what are five things you would want non-Baptists to know about the Baptist tradition? Um, in general, and and maybe this also you could apply this as well too as we think about what would you want, what are five things um, you would want people who come from a non-Baptist background who come to worship at MMBC, what would you want them to know about what makes us tick as a Baptist congregation either in worship or in other things we do as a local church? What are five things you would want them to know? Hmm. I would say, I mean, my... Part of my answer for this question is what you and Dave just said, is that Baptists, I think, this is because of our recent church history, especially in the Southern Baptist Convention. To be Baptist does not mean that you are anti-doctrine, and it doesn't mean that you are anti-confession or creed, anti-intellectual, because if if you actually take time to learn our history, you will find the opposite is the case. We've been very concerned with doctrine over throughout history. It's only recently that I feel like that is like a, a caricature mm. that happens. Like you, I found that out when I would start to, like I said, go around other denominations and groups. That was kind of the caricature understanding mm. of that. And I understand why that's there, because there are a lot of Baptists that are like that. Mm. Um, but I, I think that's... I don't think that's true. Mm. And so I would say something I want them to know is that we care a lot about doctrine. Mm. And we don't just go to the Bible and say, no creed but the Bible or whatever we say. Mm-hmm. And no, like we we use creeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we use tradition. We look to the past. And yeah. We're, yeah. How does that play itself out then? Um, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. I guess because that's something that somebody coming to MMBC because they might they might have that presupposition in their minds that Baptists don't care about these things or were backward or or whatever I don't know I guess that would be the caricature is what you're describing possibly I mean so or a possible yeah one. I guess in that situation yeah I want them to know that like we're not um, that that's more so for like my interaction with somebody mm-hmm. who is a part of another committed denomination. Yeah. And like I'm having a conversation with them. Yeah. And they have that caricatured understanding. Sure. For a person who um 
is maybe going to start coming to a Baptist church, I think they're more so maybe thinking that, oh, a Baptist church means there's this kind of preaching mm. in terms of a certain style mm. of preaching or feel that you get or uh, practices during the service that you do. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain Yeah, just that. like we said with a lot of the nominations, remember we were trying to be fair in saying there's actually a, a broader range within this denomination. Remember, mm-hmm. remember we said yeah. that with all yeah. of them. Yeah. Some are There's liberal, diversity. some are very liberal, some are very conservative, yeah. you yeah. can find. And it's the same with with Baptist churches. Yes. And like you said specifically of Monroe Missionary, so I'm, I'm thinking that it's somebody from our local area wanting yeah. to come here. Sure. Uh, I would say we don't all speak Southern <laughs> because that's... yeah. What, some, what happens at some at some of the churches you're going to walk in? Everybody speaks Southern, um, and then to what you guys are talking about, um, I would say our services are organized. Uh, there's some Baptist churches you're going to walk into in our area, and it doesn't seem organized. They're going mm. to sing. They're going to have somebody come up and talk. Mm. They're going to sing again, and the pastor is going to come up, and it's going to be kind of obvious that he hasn't planned and prepared a sermon of like what you're going to hear here. It's going to mm. be um, more off the cuff, mm-hmm. um, like you were talking about with style. It's going to be a very different style. Maybe I think when people think of Beth, they think of like hooting and hollering and spitting and that. Um, that's not what defines us as, as Baptists. Mm. And so here, when you come here, it's going to be different. It should be an organized service, a planned out service, a planned out sermon that hopefully will, will make sense and flow from, from the text, uh, you know, to, to everybody to, to try to grasp and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's what I would get growing up. You're Baptist. uh, Mm. That means this right way over, um, I also, what come to my mind is we're not, um, Baptists aren't bigoted and like filled with hate because mm-hmm. that's in our area too because mm-hmm. there was a Baptist church known to make signs and mm-hmm. stand at corners. And so mm-hmm. for some people, that was the taste mm-hmm. they had in their mouths of Baptists mm-hmm. is they, they don't have any love at all. They, right. They're filled with hate. Mm-hmm. And while we do stand on principles and the truth of God's word. Um, we don't scorn people. We're not going to scorn and, yeah. and we... We feel we want to share the word of God because we love and care. Right. And we think that right. the word of God is what's best for society as a mm. whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to stand on that. Uh, but I also recognize this person has the right to say no. Sure. No, I think that was a helpful point you said at the very last about, um, because I don't know. I remember, I mean, we all know about the, the, the Westboro Baptist Church people. So I don't know if anybody goes around and thinks about Baptist equals. I don't know if there's... You know, but but I think there is maybe something to that mm-hmm. that some people uh, do that, and I think the way that plays out, then, like you said at MMBC, is uh, with our uh, the way that the Baptist tradition is lived out and fleshed out here in our local congregation is we do preach the text of Scripture, but we also try to preach it doctrinally mm-hmm. from the text of Scripture, and our worship service is organized and or as the first Corinthians chapter 14 it's decent and in order um, it's it's done with a, with a purpose and organized it's um, not chaotic um, uh, and and such like that it's interesting not being from Monroe when I came down so about six years a little over six years ago and I saw missionary Baptists I immediately thought Pentecostal because hmm. in Detroit, the missionary Baptist churches are hyper-Pentecostal. Hmm. Okay. 
And I've had other people that I've talked to that are outside, you know, of this area. When I was pastoring a missionary Baptist church before, they're like, "So is it Pentecostal?" And they, it just the word missionary kind of throws people. And so I've had to explain, mm. kind of, and that gives me an opportunity to kind of share the the history of of our denomination as far as being missional as a people of God that are on mission mm. and emphasizing missions. But I know it can it can be confusing from if you're not from the area or from Tennessee, you know, it can be right. confusing when you see that word missionary Baptist. Right. It's funny too you say the word missionary because that's a term there's a there's actually a denomination that's more in the south, maybe more Texas area called the uh, Baptist Missionary Association, the BMA. And there's churches that will use the word missionary that are Baptist churches, but oftentimes those are not Southern Baptist churches, mm-hmm. at least where, you know, they're more, they might be more associated with a denomination like that. So um, that was that was just a side note. That was an mm-hmm. interesting thing coming here because the term missionary doesn't carry that connotation as it did where, where I was from. Right. So there's just little differences. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think this is really good because we want people to know, because I think that people, like we've we've learned, I've learned things and whenever I uh, taught the class and talking with you guys about other denominations, and um, it's just helpful to to think about the, the conceptions that people have when they're coming to visit our local church, and uh, if, especially if they haven't grown up in the Baptist uh, tradition or, or SBC life, uh, what's, what's in their minds. There's... Go ahead. I, I would say, too, I mean, one thing that I've tried to emphasize to people that I've had conversations with, I don't have the history here in Monroe or at MMBC to know, like, if this would be a major sticking point, but something that I've tried to instill in people that I've spoken with here that have expressed interest in becoming a member is that we take membership of the local church very seriously. Hmm. It's an important matter, and it doesn't need to be made flippantly. Hmm. You don't need to come to this church because you like the music. There's a lot more to being a member of a church. There are certain responsibilities and privileges of membership in a local church, and uh, and I don't I don't know if that's emphasized a lot, or if people often consider that when they're thinking about what church do I want to go to. Mm-hmm. That's something I always try to bring up to people. Mm. Of you know, it's not. Um, this might not be the right way to put it, but membership at this church is not necessarily going to be easy. Mm. You know, we do expect certain things. Um, we believe membership uh, matters mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, that's something I always try to, I guess, if is and we're thinking in that kind of vein of like, what do I want somebody coming in from the outside, right, right. coming to our church to know? I want I want you to know that I I expect that you are thinking through this decision definitely with these categories. It, and historically, what you're saying, Scott, was a Baptist emphasis of, uh, again, uh, if you are a, a professing Christian, a, a some in the past uh, writers, they would call you a visible saint. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, then, act, then your church life is going to um, be involved. It's going to be active. Um, and uh, they took the local congregation and its membership very seriously. Mm-hmm. The past Baptists did. Um, and so that's what we want to try to to, to take seriously as a as a the local manifestation of, of Baptist churches uh, here. Um, how does Baptist theology impact how we worship on Sundays? How does what we believe impact what we do here at MMBC or Baptist churches in general? But I'm also still thinking very locally. Well, I mean, for us, 
<clears throat> Again, there's so much variety within Baptist. I don't know if I would be comfortable answering it as just the Baptist tradition. Answer it for us here. Yeah, for us. I think it's had a great impact. There's even been some change recently that I think some have struggled with because of that, you know, um, of our conviction as a staff of that God's word really needs to drive how we worship and even, you know, what it looks like and what is done, what is done in, in worship. Um, and so, you know, for us, we really want the word of God to be central. And so we've added extra times of reading scripture uh, not even expounding it, even though sometimes you guys can't resist doing that a little bit. You do, uh, which is fine. But uh, we read, we read our passages, and we've had, we've tried to be a little more specific too on prayer. Uh, not necessarily that before we didn't pray because we did, but more specific on why we are praying and what we're focusing our prayers uh, on at that time. So you know, our first prayer is usually more recognizing God who he is and what we've come here to do, which is to worship him and to honor him. And so praying in that vein and in that light. And then uh, second, having more of a prayer of confession of recognizing we come in broken and sinful and, uh, but knowing that we're forgiven in Christ. And so we have a, a prayer that really does focus on, on that time. And then maybe giving a little more time than before to the preaching. Uh, our music doesn't run as long as it used to. Um, we we try to really give time to expound the word of God, and then the style of preaching is um, is different. Where we're we're almost always just taking books of the Bible and walking through a, a book of the Bible, you know, section by section or verse by verse, and and really trying to let God's word speak to us where it is, what it's saying. <clears throat> and so our I I don't want our services to be all fancied up it's like this is who we are we're people of the word this is the word let's do it you know so we we sing we preach uh, we observe lord's supper every I, I can't remember it's like every seven weeks or six weeks or something like that uh, and then baptism as people come forward saying i've trusted in christ i know he saved me ready to be baptized we we will we'll do baptism as well in services but we don't really do much beyond that i mean mm -hmm. don't don't try to fancy it up. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. what it is. So it's very simple, but also word driven. Yeah. Is, and I think both of those are Baptist historical principles for, I think that we are, our theology is very word centered. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we place, we, we're not the, we're not born again by means of water or by means of uh, something else. We're born again by means of the word part, particularly and especially the preached word. Mm -hmm. That's why we give such an emphasis to it. And also, again, if we're Baptists, we're also committed Protestants, which means we're committed to the Bible. So we want to read it a lot, or, or we want to read it. We want to give that a, a healthy portion of our time in worship. And also the simplicity um, is also, uh, in a sense, a, a Protestant distinctive where, um, and especially a Reformed distinctive where we are emphasizing the fact that uh, um, all of the ceremonies of the Old Testament have been taken care of. Our worship is simple because the Lamb was slain for our sins. And so that simplicity, far from detracting from the glory of Christ, actually highlights his completed work in a, in a very wonderful way. So in, in a lot of ways, maybe ways that we're not even aware of, all of our Baptist theology impacts what we're doing as a corporate gathering on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think Scott's brought this up a few times. And I think it's helpful of like, <clears throat> excuse me, your worship should be able to be transferred to other locations and locales mm-hmm. where uh, no matter the size of your church or even the, how many members you have or anything like that. Uh, because sometimes I think like bigger churches will do these big drawn out productions and then littler churches are like, I can't do that. So we can't do as well mm. as them. We can't worship as good as them. Mm. And it's like, no, uh, we just want to be faithful in our worship. So what are the faithful things that should be if you're worshiping in Asia in America and Latin America, what are the faithful things that need to be done? And let's do those things. And so that's kind of what we, yeah. what we hold to. We think yeah. we should sing Lord's supper, baptism, preach the word. That's faithful. Definitely. Right? So let's do it. Yeah. I was going to point out, I think one thing, and we might've mentioned this uh, on a different podcast that one of the areas, I mean, we've already talked about the autonomy of the local church as a, as Baptist churches with that being our conviction. Part of what that means is that, even though historically Baptist churches will be will be in agreement on these things, worship might look on a Sunday morning might look different from church to church in terms of order, in terms of emphasis, length, cho- songs chosen. It's it's because we don't believe our church has any right to tell another church what to do, mm-hmm. and so it will look different. And a, a church that has literally the same theological convictions as we do might look a little different. You know, like down uh, down the road or something like that. Uh, even churches in our own community that mm. we are associated with, they do things a little differently than we do, but we have relatively same convictions. And so, um, it's you're not which that might be unsettling for some people, and I think that is unsettling for some because we like um, predictability. We like to know what we're going to get, and sometimes you don't know what you're going to get at a different Baptist church. But that's just an outworking of our theology. Mm. It's part of it. Mm. The other thing that I would uh, say is that, and this is just my uh, background because I didn't grow up Catholic, but my my family has a strong Catholic background on my dad's side. And I always felt going to those services that they would have, I felt like I was not there necessarily as a participant. It was mainly just something that I had to go mm. that like you go to, and this is about them doing something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like we as as mm. Protestants and as Baptists, like we recognize everyone who is there on Sunday morning is participating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the yeah. service. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are worshiping together. Mm-hmm. You're not just there to receive in a sense. We are there to receive, but you're receiving through your participation, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. You are participating when. Me or you are up there praying. Definitely. Right? When Dave is leading us in worship, we recognize that what that is is actually he is leading us, all of us, in worship. We're Mm -hmm. not there to watch a show. Right. We are there to participate in worship together. Yeah. That's really good because, yeah, no, you're right because we're not here to observe worship. We're here to participate in it. Um, and really there's that whole understanding of worship where God speaks to us, we respond. God speaks, we respond. And so it is a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a participatory, uh, worship service. Even in the preaching, you are to be actively listening. Mm -hmm. Um, all of us are, or to be actively singing or to be actively praying along with the uh, prayers. So very good. And just as a, as a note to that, it's interesting because like my grandparents were very devout Catholic, you know, Irish Catholic. And they were so upset when the, when the mass changed from Latin to hmm. English. Hmm. And I remember talking, I'm like, well, did you, you, you didn't speak Latin, <laughs> but, but they, they had memorized it, but they just thought, 
but that's how it's always been. But no one understood except a couple of the words, you know, here and there. But it's it was that inclusivity, like, okay, we're we're a Catholic, you know, like my, my theology professor said, the Catholic Church believes that they are the ark. And as long as you're in the church, the Catholic Church, and you've been baptized mm-hmm. through the infusion of grace, you're in the ark. Where we would say, no, Jesus is the mm-hmm. ark. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that saves right. us. And so, but there is that inclusivity. When, I have, when I've had to go to like a funeral or whatever for Catholics, I'm like, man, I just do not, I just get this vibe. Like, it's like, you know, they're, they're just like, you stay over here. You know, we're the Catholic reverent mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. It's like a, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, real quick, um, I know our time is is uh, is short. Um, what are some good resources? Um, we've talked about different areas of agreement and disagreement, and people can listen to the podcast or come and talk to us. Um, but what are some resources um, that you think, if I'm wanting to know about what Baptists believe or Baptist history or whatever, if someone was wanting to learn about that, what, where would you point them? Um, what resources or documents or online stuff or books? Is there anything you can think of? I would specifically for the Southern Baptist history, I would want to, and this, and this is not light reading, <laughs> but I would encourage them to read a history of um, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Mm. Uh, if you read that, you will grow to understand a lot of Southern Baptist history. That's the one by Gregory Wills, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. And that will that will give you context for understanding where Southern Baptists came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it, yeah. really. Yeah. And so I would encourage them to read that. One website that comes to my, I was looking at it just earlier, is the Andrew Fuller Center, mm-hmm. um, which is at Southern Baptist Seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got some audio files you know you can listen to presentations that people have given they might have some links or whatever um that can be helpful for people who are interested in exploring i'd encourage people to read um you know if southern baptist life read the baptist faith and message read the document itself what people say they what they believe um read the um the abstract of principles which is the confessional statement that governs southern baptist theological seminary um, or if you want to go even farther, go back and try to find, there was an old confession called the Second London Baptist Confession. Mm. It's long, it's longer than, than those, but, um, but it's, again, it's going to, you can read, this is what those Baptists were saying, we're putting it on paper, this is what we believe, mm. this is who we are. Um, those are those are helpful um, resources. Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon, read Spurgeon's I sermons. Mean, because he's got the, the Baptistic, you know, mindset, Plus the Protestant Reformed, yeah, blended so yeah. well. Yeah, so yeah, you can't go Definitely. wrong with Spurgeon. Spurgeon's a great guy to uh, to dive into. Um, yeah, there's a lot, there's probably a lot of stuff you could go online and look up. Um, but I think it's important for Baptists uh, to know something of their identity, um, of who we are, um, and our connections to other other Christian denominations. So, all right. Well, thanks uh, for for this, guys. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out, Tim? Okay. All right. Um, so I was going to bring up the USFL, the fact that we got the number one pick, mm-hmm. but um, for the Michigan Panthers, do you want to say anything about that? Or Just need a good quarterback. We need a good quarterback. Well, they will get one. They should. They will that, that round. Yeah. So um, Michigan Panthers will begin playing football in April. 
Um, so that'll be exciting. So uh, thank you for joining us today. So is this like a new team with yeah. the Lions? New, new league. league. New league. Oh, okay. Brand new league. Playing in spring. I like thought the Lions league. thought that changing their name would help or something. <laughs> the no. Lions won the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually funny, Scott. You know, the number one place was Cincinnati for viewership, but I think number two yes. was, was Detroit. Detroit. That's funny. Vicariously winning through, Vicariously through, I mean, through, through the L.A. <laughs> guys. So that's, that's hilarious. Okay. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us uh, to talk about this. I think it's been helpful. And, um, yeah, well, we'll see what we do next week. We're going to have to brainstorm um, and everything for the next podcast. But thanks for listening. Take care, and God bless.